Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Tuesday the 12th of October. It's just after 8 o'clock. We're on the home run, the home stretch. Baz has won his game this morning over in the UAE, the Calcutta Knight Riders, beating the Royal Challenge Bangalore side. Virat Kohli sent packing back to India. So Baz is still tracking on. Hopefully on track to get a all-Kiwi final up against the Chennai Super Kings and Stephen Fleming and his team. Well, they've been the leaders in, in the IPL. They've been to about eight IPL finals. So looking forward to watching that. Hopefully we can get an all-Kiwi final. We miss our mate. Hopefully he's back soon. He's got an MIQ spot. And, wow, hope I can see him. Hope we can see him. We miss him here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Well, what a show. We've had... Uh, all things sport. We spoke to uh, Cruz Tangera out of the Aotearoa men's netball side. He spoke about the game. Spoke about Gallard at goal key, at goal shoots, shooting 45 from 45. It's no easy feat. That was an awesome chat to Cruz Tangera. He's on the he's he's commentating now. He couldn't get out of Auckland. The air wasn't didn't get an exemption, so he's on the other side now. He's behind the mic commentating and giving some great insights into that game. It's on again tonight, 7:30. Tip off against the Silver Ferns, 2-0 so far to the Silver Ferns, but the men's side have pushed them right to the boundary, right to the limits. So that was a great interview with him. We also spoke to Taylor Barry. We spoke to Taylor Barry. He was in the corner for Tyson Fury. Taylor Barry, the son of Kevin Barry, former trainer of Joe Parker. We spoke to Taylor Barry, and, well, he gave some great little insights to what went on in, in Tyson Fury's corner Especially gave a really good one about what was going through Tyson Fury's mind after he got knocked out in the fourth round. So if you've missed that, make sure you head over to the podcast and download the Baz and Izzy for breakfast on the SENZ app and you'll get that Taylor Barry interview because it was good. It was great. Very insightful and just told us a bit more about Tyson Fury and what makes him tick, especially in those critical rounds during that match, that fight on Sunday. Coming up. Coming up, we've got uh, Richard Litt. Richard Litt is the trainer for Profondo. Profondo, after its third start, won a Group 1 at Ramwick on the weekend, paid $2.70 for the win. Did anyone get on that? Did anyone get on that, baby? $2.70, what a good message. We also spoke about marijuana and sport. Marijuana and sport. The NBA has come out and said they are not testing for marijuana and sport. They're taking it off the prohibited list. We spoke about it on the show. I've said I'm for it. I'm for taking it off the list. I can see and I know the benefit, the health benefits from the plant that is marijuana. I can only see positives from it. I can only see positives from it more than being a, a negative in the game sport. Yes, there is a, a question on how we use it, how it's going to be used in the public. But for sporting athletes and, and people around the world, Jim from Tamuka, he's dealing with a spinal injury at a young age. Uh, he's talking about it how it helps him. CBD oil is better than pain relief. So there is a lot of questions that could be asked. Keep those texts coming in on double eight, 
double three, and we'll answer those for you, and it's creating a great debate. But before then, we've got James Simple on the line, and James Simple, he is the head coach of the Waikato Women's Farah Palmer side, and wow, we know what happened on, on Saturday. Using adversity of all sorts to empower and inspire them, the Waikato Farah Palmer Cup team went into the Lions Den over the weekend and came away with the titles they so badly craved. COVID restrictions and a week of uncertainty made this one the toughest premiership wins you'll get across any sport anywhere this year. James Semple is the coach of the Waikato men's side, and he'll probably be a like Taylor Barry, a little bit slow today. Good morning, James. The lads, how are you? <laughs> the lads, the lads, we're good, mate. How are you? You, you back from cloud nine yet? Oh, I'm still having to pinch myself, eh? It still doesn't really feel real, but I think you hit the nail on the head before. I'm a bit slow today, but it's all right. <laughs> Mate, let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the week that you had leading up to that uh, that final. Had to travel from Christchurch, the COVID restrictions, having to get out three different bases, basing yourself out of your home comforts. You think about that and, and what you're able to achieve on Saturday, knowing what you went through? Oh yeah, mate. It was like it was a it was a pretty rough week. It was like pretty roller coaster of emotions, coming off a massive high off how we played versus Wellies, and then um, yeah, sort of coming down because oh man, we might not actually get to play. Um, but what we just tried to focus on was just take a day at a time and just control what we could. Because um, if you if we tried mm. to plan too far ahead, um, it, it was all just maybe for nothing. So it was just yeah, each day taken as it came, and then. As soon as we're lucky to go down on Thursday or into Christchurch, that made all the difference because then we did have certainty and then obviously we didn't have to travel on the Friday as well, which was a massive bonus for us. So it worked out pretty well for us in the end. Mate, let's talk about that Friday, that Friday night. I heard, I read something, you, you had a real good session and as a coach you left it all out on the table and you spoke about some things and the girls were very honest about uh, certain things. How do you think that helped come Saturday? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. We did that at I think it was ten a.m. Friday. Um, it was one of the one of our leaders came to me and sort of said, "I oh, was thinking about doing this." So I was like, "I was like, yeah, keen as." I was like, oh, "Do you mind if if I come and like will the girls open up as much as I'm there?" And she goes, "No, no, no. Honestly, if you want to come, come." So yeah, I came, but I didn't I didn't say much at all. It was more just the girls talking and yeah, they were more. It was more about talking about what the week was like, but then they started just talking about their lives and some of the hard things they've been through. And I think, yeah, that just really... I, th- I saw some of the stats last night on the breakdown, actually. And our post-contact metres were like 410. And I was like, Man. holy... Like, that just sort of showed that they were going out there and dying for each other. And I think that connection piece really just took us that extra bit um, further than we already, we already tight, but yeah, that sort of pushed us over the line, I think, and oh, it's just unreal. Mate, it, like, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. I love that. I love the honesty, Sean, and you're right. What it will, what that will be able to do to transition that from the, the, the hotel rooms out onto the field at Showcase. But let's talk about the game and the start, mate, the start, when Kelsey, Kelsey Tennessee dropped that ball and then Can- Canterbury scored... Straight off the first kickoff, what was going through your mind as a coach, man? <laughs> oh, first of all, I really felt for Kels. Like she's an outstanding player, yeah. and that's real uncharacteristic of her. Um, yeah, she reckons yeah. the sun was in her eyes. But I was like, 
Jeez, it wasn't that sunny, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they scored. I was like, oh. I was like, oh no, it's going to be a long day at the office. But sort of just tried to gather myself, and I was just like, just over the comms. I was like, to try to just keep them real calm, just say, fuck, it happened. Back into our job. It's got 79 minutes left. Um, but he said that they were all sort of saying that stuff anyway. Um, and then talking to the girls after, they said, yeah, it was sort of like the week, just take moment to moment, win those moments, try win more moments than them, and, yeah, just be real present, be where our feet are. And the girls said that they felt like that the whole game, which was, I think it's just credit to what our leaders have done to prepare these younger girls for those high-pressure situations, which were, was our main focus probably for the last month, was all mental and, yeah, staying in the moment, believing in our talents. Be where your feet are, mate. Be where your feet are. Sonny Bill and a Baz McCullum. Great quote that. Great quote that. Love it. Love it, man. Be where your feet are. Um, mate, we've got, who who are your leaders you went to? I know Victoria Edmonds uh, loved her post-match. Loved her post-match chat on the weekend. Um, who are your leaders who, who are your leaders that you went to, man? Um, yeah, so we lost, I think we lost four leaders with the Black Ferns. Um, yeah, and then trying to haul her was always enough. Or she was our vice captain, so um, she went out to skip, and she was just unreal these um, last mm. last couple of weeks. Such a strong woman, so much mana. Um, and then we had Huya Harding, who she she just came back from having a baby. Um, so that was her first game last week in like two years. But she's the same same sort of things as China, just heaps of mana, heaps of respect. Um, so she was awesome because we knew it was going to take eighty minutes. So we knew mm. she couldn't go 80, so we're like, well, we'll probably bring her on around 50 and she can finish the game strong for us. And then we were lucky enough to get Tanika Willison back from um, the Olympics, and she's played in a lot of high-pressure situations. Never played fullback before, but we just wanted to get her on the field, and, um, yeah, she was really good for us there too. So those three really stand out um, for, yeah, sort of just keeping us in the moment and just leading by example, which was awesome. Nice. And for, for, for you, when you're playing a, a side like Canterbury, playing a side like Canterbury, they've won four pass, they're chasing their fifth, they're building their own little legacy, their own little dynasty. When you're playing a, a team like Canterbury, what, what were the messages from you as a coach going, going into this game and, and then also getting, you know, obviously getting the result in the end? Did they come, come off with the right messages said by you uh, to get the win in the end? Yeah, Canterbury's like their their class. They eh? like, and I think if you focus on them too much, then you don't maybe give your team too much confidence. Um, so mm. we sort of just focused on every week. We're sort of going with three things that we want to target the team with, and just try and nail those. The three most important things that are going to get us across the line. And for us, versus Canterbury, um, we thought that we could probably dominate them a bit physically with our athletes, um, and especially in the pack. Um, so we really tried to target them in, the, um, yeah, in that second half. I think we stuck to our systems really well there, just got around the corner, went real direct and um, just tried to beat them up a little bit. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that, that that worked for us and our forwards really, really stepped up that, that day and they were unreal for us. So, yeah, I think to answer your question, just focus on the three most important things um, and why we want to do them versus that team to to get the job done. Nice. And what about Chelsea, mate? <clears throat> I know Chelsea was pretty emotional post it, seeing on her Instagram what it meant for her, 
how's she been the last couple of days, mate? Yeah, no, she was she was awesome, eh? Like, I know it was tough for her and the other black ferns, like, because they, they all booked flights to come down too, just to watch or run some waters and stuff. But at, in the end, they couldn't actually get on them because of the level three and that. So I know it hurt them not being able to be there. Um, but yeah, as we sort of talked about all season, no matter if you're on the field, you play 80 or you play 10, you, you're still as much part of the squad um, and all your contributions count. Um, so I think she's that sort of sunk in and she does realise that she's still a massive part of this team and we definitely couldn't have done it without her and the other Black Ferns. So yeah, credit to them as well. Mate, what do you put this resurgence down from? Resurgence from like you know, Auckland have been won the title fifteen times. You got Canterbury that won it four times straight, chasing their fifth. Waikato have been there or thereabouts. What can you put this down to? Like, is there a lot of uh, like girls in the Waikato area playing rugby? A lot of schools that are that are coming from strength to strength in the in the game of rugby. What can you put down the resurgence for Waikato women's side uh, rugby at the moment? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Um, uh, I think this is, obviously we've won it this year, but this has been coming for a number of years and it's a lot of work done um, from previous coaches, previous teams, previous players. I mean, obviously taking those learnings from those years. Um, I always sort of said to the girls when I took over last year, we've got the best natural rugby players in the country and I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some areas that we maybe needed to focus on and which we really did um, over the last two seasons was our leadership, our decision-making under pressure and then just our belief, being a bit more ruthless and relentless like like Canterbury are. Mm. Um, and I think yeah. we've started to do that now and hopefully we just continue to build on that and start a bit more of our own legacy. Well, mate, what, what next now, mate? You've done it. You've done it. James Simple, I know you've got ad- aspirations to to go far in the coaching game, you're going to stick around for a while and keep keep going, building your own little dynasty with Waikato? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got asked already a few times. Um, but yeah, I just sort of want to just reflect at the moment on the season and just, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm, if I'm the right person to carry on and maybe they need a change up. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, this was the goal for, for myself is just do everything I could to, uh, help the team for these two seasons, and yeah, tr- try get that championship. Um, but yeah, I just yeah, I just want to take a little bit of time to reflect and decide if it is right for myself and if it is right for the team to move forward or or whatnot. But yeah, definitely just going to enjoy enjoy the next couple of weeks and reflect on what we did this year. Nice, mate. Well, I, I can actually pitch you in Hawks Bay, mate. I think they're looking for a head coach <laughs> if, you, if you wouldn't mind drinking a little bit of wine or. Yeah, a little bit of sunshine. I could put you in Chelsea Alley and the Mighty Hawks Bay. What do you reckon? Well, I do like a little drop of red, so mate, you could put my arm down there. And I heard Oz at Chisholm as well, isn't he? <laughs> he is, mate. He is. They're actually looking for, for players. So if if you think your time's done at the Waikato, more than welcome to go to the Hawks Bay, mate. Is he still hunting for commission, mate? Stop t- trying to take commission. You're not, a, you're not a coach agent. You're not that 10%. <laughs> Ten percent, mate. I'll give it. I'll take five. All right, that, that's enough. That's enough. Five percent. No, no, no. Hey, congratulations, James Simple. He's the coach of the Waikato Farah Palmer side as they bet Canterbury on the weekend, twenty-two twenty, to win their first title, mate. Congratulations and uh, celebrate. I know you will be, 
and enjoy, and we'll catch up soon, mate. No, thanks. Always appreciate you guys' support. There you go, James Simple. That is our McCafe Coffee catch up. What a ledge. Yeah, he is. He's a great dude, is he? I didn't know him from a bar of soap, but he's just such a such an infectious personality. You'd almost you can see why he's such a relatable coach. You can see why you'd play for him, eh? He's just got that kind of low key demeanor that all good good coaches. Is just a bit of um, bit of banter. It's nothing too serious, but he's good, mate. He's good. He's he's young. He's youthful, so he'll have a connection with all the players. And uh, obviously, he goes. He's with Chelsea, so the respect will be there from from those players as well, knowing that Chelsea's in the squad and that's, you know, their partner. But the, the thing is, James actually played played some good rugby too, so he's got an understanding of what players need and what players want from a coach, so he can bring that kind of aspect to us. Whereas you get coaches, it doesn't devalue them at all that they haven't played the game, but I feel like if you've played the game, you can transition into a coaching area, you kind of understand the pressures involved what players want, what players need, and how different players react differently. So I think that's the difference from him as being a former player to, to coaching. So, mate, he's going to be awesome. And I was serious. I was serious. Actually, I was actually serious about the Hawks play role. I think for a young guy with a big future and seeing what he's been able to do in the Waikato area, I think it's a no-brainer if he doesn't even just get an assistant or go along and just keep progressing, uh, progressing his career along mm. in the coaching scene. Wow, there you go. That's a pretty big endorsement, and it's like, yeah, that's a really interesting point about former players coaching. And um, I think I've spoken to Baz about it before, but when he's back, we should definitely have this conversation with him. And and I think that's the trend. I think it is heading that way, especially if you look overseas into other leagues. Um, it's less likely. I know football's one of the sports that's kind of staying solid on it, but especially in the NBA. The, the respect that you kind of have and the ability to connect with the players and understand what they need. It's everything you just said. It is kind of heading that way, is he? Whereas gone to the back in the day where sport was less professional and the coaches probably understood the sport more than the players a lot of the time because they were the ones that were fully paid. That was kind of a, a different time and a different era. So that's a really interesting conversation. We'll follow up here on Baz and Z for breakfast. It's 21 minutes past eight o'clock. Paul Mawati, the party from the TAB, is back today. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got on offer for us before the end of the show. Richard Litt as well. And more of you on double eight double three in the Kennard Tire phone line. 0800 150 811. James Simple, anyone in the Hawks Bay? What do you reckon? Could he do the job? We're here with Chemist <laughs> Warehouse. Great savings every day.